Did you know that almonds are a part of the peach family? We've got all sorts of weird information and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show. I know exactly what you're thinking. Isn't that information just peachy? Here at Did You Know with Ryan O, we are the podcast all about all sorts of fantastic bits of trivia. I like to call it more like cocktail trivia. Basically, we talk about all sorts of fun things that you could tell with your friends. Um, and if you want to hang out with us, I'll be your friend too. And I'm not going to do this alone, folks. We're going to hang out talking about all sorts of trivia, some facts, figures, information, pop culture, whole bits of randomness coming up. And I'm going to hang out with the one and only... Nate Hampton. What up, dude? What's up, Ryan? I am so here and so stoked because besides my amazing and wonderful and beautiful wife, um, you're the only other human being I've talked to uh, for this podcast in the past two months. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, because for like all of April, I had nothing going on because I was helping my parents move. Um, and, and so I was dealing with, with all that, trying to be ready and going. And then I had to do some unaccompanied episodes. So if people liked hearing me ramble about nonsense, then they loved those. If they didn't like hearing my ramblings, then they probably hated those. So they were looking forward to a special guest. <laughs> And that's me. You don't get more special than me. You said it, baby. <laughs> um, so, so tell the folks what you've been up to over the past couple of months. Uh, let's see. What have I been doing? A lot of just a lot of working, trying to get the uh, DJing thing going again. Uh, things are starting to pick up finally. Work is starting to come around the corner. I'm very excited. For multiple reasons, I get to do something I really enjoy, and my uh, bank account will look a lot better for it. Well, of course, you know, make that money, 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 baby. Yeah. yeah. So, in in preparation, have you been doing new mixes? Have you been just kind of letting it go, listening to some new music? What's up? I've been doing a lot of listening to like the new stuff out there. Stuff like that. Mostly building playlists that I can play live. Mostly just toying with what goes well together. Haven't really made a playlist or, or a mix of my own in a while. But I'll probably do that again here soon. What is the new stuff that you're speaking of? Like, Is there new stuff out there? I'm so not with it. <clears throat> There's constantly new music. So we kind of like... We're basically just hitting refresh on the top 40 page over and over again and seeing what we can and can't play live because it's always about that new stuff. Like, for instance, Katy Perry just dropped a song up for Pokemon that's, okay. called, Ele that's called Electric, and it's actually pretty good. Nice. <laughs> I, I didn't – well, okay, I shouldn't be that surprised because um, back in the day when the Pokemon, the movie stuff came out – we had like a Britney Spears song on the album and uh remember like Hoku or whatever her name was? Vitamin C was on the album too. Yeah, see? So, just so, just stuff like that. 
So I'm not that surprised, but uh, but still, new Katy Perry still doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't like the the weekend still like blasting out music left and right? The well, weekend's always doing something. Like I, I haven't known that much about the weekend until like Super Bowl happened. I'm like, oh, this guy, what's up? It was a pretty cool show. I liked this. I liked the halftime show. It, it was creepy, but I feel like it told a story. Yeah, well, he had been telling like one like big story with all of his like music videos and performances, and the culmination was the Super Bowl halftime show, which is like a greatest hit sort of thing. Yeah, and, it, and it, so I was like, oh, good for him. Like, I like creativity. I like when, yeah, I like when people put a little bit of extra into their performances. Like like when Prince did his performance way back in the day and it just started raining and, and Purple Rain happened. He's just oh, out like, there yeah. with, with his when guitar. It rained, yeah. When it rained during Purple Rain, everyone was like, are you human? Yeah. What did you sacrifice to make this happen? Uh-huh. Was it a goat? Was it seven goats? Was it an actual children? Tell me, what did you sacrifice? <laughs> I, it was beautiful, is what it was. It was purple rain. Purple rain. I've been on a, on a, a Prince kick today. Yesterday, I was on an MJ kick. Today, it's Prince. Tomorrow, I don't know what it'll be. It might be Beyonce. I have no idea. Uh, honestly, for some reason, the last few days, I've been on a real big newfound glory kick. Okay. Have they put out new stuff in a while, or is it still the uh, the same old, old found glory? Oh, uh, let's see. What have they put out? I think the last thing that they put out was uh, their cover album, like last year. Didn't Weezer do the same thing, too? Uh, they've done a bunch of these albums. They've done a bunch of From the Screen to the Stereo albums, is what they're called. Okay. And they're they're great. Yes, From the Screen to the Stereo 3 was 2019. Okay. Well, that sounds like a, a good old time. It, it was awesome. And are they still doing, like, like music from the, like, actual music in the movies nowadays? Because I haven't. I haven't heard much since like the Avengers came out. After the Avengers, it feels like people haven't been making music specifically for movies. They've just been making music, um, like like a score, and then their own music that gets put in movies. Yeah, yeah. Remember back in the day when you could get like a soundtrack, and they had stuff that you could only find in the soundtrack. So you couldn't find it anywhere else. It was just. It was specifically made for that. So you wouldn't be able to find it in two places. Like, let's just say Soundgarden. If Soundgarden had a song, um, you would find it on the the Avengers soundtrack. You wouldn't find it in their next album coming out two months later. Okay, okay, okay. Exclusivity, man. We, we were missing out on people doing things create creatively for the sake of creativity and money. That's right. Uh, my one of my favorite re- uh, examples of that we always reference it was the uh, was, was it uh, hero from Spider Man Two, which is which is ridiculous. It's 
It's the least Nickelback Nickelback thing. Well, it's Nickelback and saliva. <laughs> Which sounds like someone trying to eat an entire band. And you know what? Say what you will. Saliva had some slappers back in the day, man. Well, tell me about some of them, because I don't... You know, nothing's coming to mind for myself when I hear the band Saliva. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, apparently, New Found Glory literally just dropped an album in 2020. That's not too long ago. I may have to download it. It's called Forever and Ever Times Infinity. That sounds so pretentious, but awesome simultaneously. Well, these guys are so delightfully nerdy. Like uh, when that from the screen to your stadi- uh, stereo album that they did, mm-hmm. they they personally filmed all the music videos for it, and like their kids are in the videos and everything. It's freaking adorable. Uh, their cover of uh, "Let It Go" from Frozen, they okay. filmed in a a skating rink, and mm. the lead singer was Elsa. <laughs> I, I okay, that sounds like a good time. Uh, the power of love might be my favorite cover on that album. I I need some of that. Like, anytime someone does a Huey Lewis cover, I'm usually on board to either figure out if it's great or if it's uh, complete garbage. Oh, it's great. Let's see, I'm thinking, uh, ladies. So, so right now I'm looking up um, Saliva, just trying to figure out some random songs that I might know. Are you uh, talking, did you, ladies and gentlemen, was that what yep, just popped up? Ladies and gentlemen just popped out. Same thing with Your Disease and Click, Click, Boom. Yeah, uh, everyone knows Click, Click, Boom. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I, I remember Rest in Pieces. So I guess I do know some actual stuff. Some of their stuff, like, everyone's like, wait, what? Ah, I see why you're such a uh, a big fan. Um, there's a lot of stuff where it's featured in the WWE stuff. It did. They, they were around a lot in that area. So I kind of may have subliminally become a good, big fan. We got a don't question my heart. Is one of those and like hunt hunt you down. Yeah, hunt you down's a good one. Another one, um, I walk alone, which is the theme used by Batista. Oh yeah, forgot about that. So so that's probably um, you being the WWE fanatic. Um, that's probably where you heard it the most. Uh, unless you had like an alter, like a like a rock radio station. Th- so. One of my biggest pet peeves before the the start of these um, like online radio apps and whatnot, like like before Pandora, was it was uh. hard to get a hold of um, a lot of these genres. You basically had your top forty, you had your oldies, jazz, country, and then like Christian listening. That was pre- there might have been like one heavy rock station. But finding that um, outside of like a big metro area would be uh, almost impossible. Yeah, uh, we had one in uh, Denver, Colorado. It was one oh six seven. It was KBPI rocks the Rockies and <laughs> rocks the Rockies. I-, I love that. That's adorable. I know. 
we had a small one um, right outside Detroit, but when I went to um, when I went to Central Michigan, they had like a modern rock station which had a lot of like indie stuff. So a lot of the big namers uh, were were kind of you know absent in the playlist. That's fair. And that's how I found a lot of different bands and, and a lot of cool stuff from those guys because there was local stuff playing local stuff. Uh, so I dug it. But once again, like the, the big guys, um, you, you wouldn't hear stuff from the 80s or 90s. It was just, it was now. And that's about it. Like if they had a new song from Kiss, you probably wouldn't even hear it. If you had a new song, um, geez, I can't even think of like eight, eight other heavy rock band like like stained or um fuel oh, <clears throat> all all those were always played on 1067 so you wanted that heavy system of that a down he- oh god yeah uh, when i was listening to the radio at that time it was you would get slapped in the face with like corn system of a down stained and then the light stuff would be lincoln park <laughs> Considering like Lincoln Park light stuff, that's that's ridiculous. Which implies that other bands are well. Would you say like what's like the most like like hardcore or heaviest rock that you can think of like immediately? Like Mudvayne. <laughs> okay. And see, this is a band I've never heard of, but now I want to. Mudvayne. They're weird, dude. <laughs> M-U-D-V-A-Y-N-E. Just doing a quick uh, Google search. A heavy metal band from Illinois in the 90s. 90s, early 2000s. Let's see what we got. Um, Any any big songs besides... uh, Apparently we got Dig and Death Blooms. Oh, God. What's what's that one big hit of theirs? Pharmacopia. Uh, trying to see i i gotta i'll remember remember it uh no no it's dig Dig. digs the one digs the one where they were crazy like face paint okay and it was it was always on trl and i was just like what the heck is going on here it's just trl being trl remember when mtv the music television channel actually played music on the television Man, I used to watch TRL all the time. Same. Th- that was my thing. Like, I'd, I'd come home, and um, it- it'd be on. And then afterwards, I'd watch some other stuff, like, you know, some Batman or Lois and Clark or some Xena or Charmed reruns, and then wait for, like, The Simpsons or Smallville to play. That sounds all too familiar. <laughs> well... They just recently reminded me that Smallville ended about 10 years ago, and I've uh, missed it ever since. And you're like, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I do feel that. That is for sure. Um, but, you know, the it led, it, it led the path or created the path for all these, like, Arrow shows to show up. Legends and Flash, Black Lightning, all these guys. So That's true. But I still, I still sometimes 
miss that theme song by Remy Zero, which you never heard them besides uh, the, the show, <laughs> but still. Uh, it's a pretty... Somebody there! Come on! I want right there waiting for you. Say... Oh, yeah. That was a good old time. Uh, I love it. I could do an entire podcast um, going episode by episode of Smallville. You would need more than one podcast. I could do... Well, that's what I mean. Like I do like an entire show just like dedicated to the 140 episodes of, of Smallville that's out there and going by some of the comic book arcs afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. I the most, would do the, mo- the most uh, I I know that song mostly because I would like leave the room when I was watching the DVDs of the seasons mm-hmm. and it would get stuck on the menu screen. Oh, of course. It would go over and over. over and over again. Come on. And then would fade and then repeat. Yeah. So, if you ever fell asleep watching a DVD of a TV show, that's what you woke up to every single time. I, I did that to, to Hitch, because I would watch that a lot in college, because it was like one of the few DVDs that I owned uh, back in my ute. And we... <laughs> I, I, it would have like a It was like literally soft Like little little jazz Kind of thing going on Almost like elevator music Like hip hop elevator music That's a fun movie Oh yeah like It was very quotable As a hopeless romantic In his late teens <laughs> Yep 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 <laughs> Yeah, you need like a little bit of inspiration, being like, "Yeah, I can, I, I too can also find a lady." Where's my Eva Mendez? Apparently, you know, getting her face kicked at the the Hudson River. Nah. If I remember that part of the movie correctly, which I should, being a man who's seen it at least twenty times. For her. Her like long lost relative was like a serial killer. Uh, uh, the, the butcher of Cadiz, as I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. He, oh. He's like, I thought it was a profession, not a headline. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is ridiculous. Like, and so like movies like that, and like, like music that we've heard a lot, and like food that we've eaten a lot. Like repetition is, is a grand old time. I'm sure you can smell a segue coming a mile away from me. Um, sure can. <laughs> so as we're getting into the meat of the episode, um, in previous episodes, we asked people a question of the week. Uh, a long time ago, I asked people, what's their favorite restaurant they've eaten at while on vacation? And where is it at? So vacation food, like basically around the country, what what what's your favorite food joint? And I've got some ridiculous things um, from people, um, so I'm gonna tell you just a couple of them. Y- tell me if you've ever been close to these places. Let's go with that. Like we got like a um, okay killer shrimp in like Marina del Rey, California. 
I've never been to California. Oh, okay, so that would take out Dukes in Malibu or like Cafe Zoetrope in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I, I always have wanted to go. Just uh, every time I'm about to go, some shenanigans happen, like a pandemic. Or <laughs> yeah. We, I've been like a couple of times, and that Disneyland experience is a grand old time. Um, but like some of the mountains in California, that's worth it. Like trying to escape some of the tourist spots and escape like the, the Venice beach area and just going out into the wilderness, like trying to find your way up in the mountains. That's what I would do if I were to go back. Okay. Or some Alcatraz, like get that spooky on. Yeah, Alcatraz. I'm just going to quote the rock if I go there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you're making me want to go. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do if I go there. <laughs> we'll just do dueling Sh- uh, Sean Connery impressions back and forth. Nick Cage. It'd be <laughs> something I could. That could have been information we could have needed. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I need it. We we would have to you know make an entire YouTube channel of just <laughs> quoting stuff at Alcatraz. Uh, let's or, so or let's just do it. going just going to landmarks famous landmarks in movies and quoting the movies <laughs> yeah I, i'd go to philadelphia or washington dc and we just quote some more nick cage or some national treasure yeah 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 um I, I, i'm i'm here uh to, i'm more of a treasure protector <laughs> I could do the Justin Bartha the whole time. That would be amazing. Shot for shot. What up? <laughs> oh, 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 I know this one and you don't? Is this what this feels like? Yes, Riley. Now go ahead and tell us. So. Oh, it feels good. <laughs> um, so, Is this what so... you feel like all the time? <laughs> um, also on this list... We've got uh, margaritas in Dover, New Hampshire. Ever been to New Hampshire? No. Don't have anybody that I would go visit in New Hampshire. Mm-mm. I- I- I've never been either. We also got, there's an Italian place apparently in downtown Charlotte, North Carolina called v- Vapiano. Vapiano? Mm-hmm. Huh. Be- ever been to North Carolina? No, oh wait, I have, but only for one day. Okay, what'd you do? I went to my friend Lauren's wedding. Ooh, some matrimonies and whatnot. Yeah, they did it at like this like fancy resort, like on a mountain side in front of a lake. Okay. And I could only get two days off, so I f- flew in, landed the morning of the wedding, slept until the wedding. Woke up, did all the cool stuff, went to the reception, went to the hotel, slept, and got on a plane and went back home. <laughs> nice. So basically, wine, dine, and crash. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun. Oh, oh nice. That always sounds like a good time. I, I had to um, leave um, like the moment a, a football game ended, because uh, being with the marching band, I was there until the bitter end. And so the moment that we marched off the field and I got to my stuff, I had to change out of my uniform and into a suit and drive an hour to a wedding. And then after the wedding, 
I had to drive back to um, at like three o'clock in the morning and drive back to the university. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I wish I had like just hung out there and maybe napped and then partied as opposed to having my legs feel like they were on fire the entire time. Hey, let's do the chicken dance. How about I don't? You're like, oh, God. Uh, this hurts. Na, 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 na. My body's killing me. Na, 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 na. Oh, and when you're tired, that song feels like it lasted 10 years. Oh, it, it, it yeah. I, I don't know how, how you, you do well, Actually, I do know how you do it. I was about to say, I don't know how you do it with some of the songs that you have to play in some of your playlists, but the answer is cha-ching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we also got like Vicks on the River in Savannah, Georgia. I have driven through Georgia multiple times. But you've never stopped? Well, no, those highways are insane. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit crazy, especially around the Atlanta area. Oh my God, it's like sixty-seven lanes. I was confused and scared the whole time. And if you're not prepared, you have to do like a, a five-mile roundabout just to get to where you were supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. We also got um Mike's Steakhouse in Orange Beach, Alabama. Um, no, you can't go wrong with steak. Uh, the signature, which is on the 95th floor of the Hancock Building in Chicago. That sounds fancy. That sounds very fancy. Um, boots and Chemos in Ka- Kailua. Kailua, K-A-I-L-U-A. I'm going to say Kailua. Kailua. It's probably Hawaii. They say the best macadamia nut pancakes they've ever had. All right. Love me a good pancake. Mm-mm, me too. Uh, I made some chocolate chip pancakes this weekend, and they were so chocolatey and so chippy. They were delicious. Ooh, here's what I've been to. B.B. King's in Beale Street, Memphis. Of course you've been there. <laughs> yeah, man. It's Memphis. Yeah, I was just like, of course you've been there. It was on my I... pilgrimage to visit the king. Yeah, I figured... I, I have been to Memphis. That's where one of my good friends lives now, and I visited. And he took me down. Uh, what's that? Their their big street? What's it called? Beale Street. Beale Street. Yeah, we wandered around Beale Street. Nice. I was I was recently watching um, an an episode of my my old YouTube show where I was there for a weekend, and we talked about Graceland and whatever, and. The the Grizzly game had just gotten out, and so the street was packed of all these people like screaming and yelling, and and I, I just wanted to hear some blues. So the the environment went from very ridiculous to extremely overcharged, and I was there for it because everybody was down to party. It was terrifying and exciting simultaneously. <laughs> That's <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was most certainly that. That is a faux, a faux show. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got um, Sci-Fi Dine-In 
That's a Disney place, sounds like. Oh, that's definitely a Disney place. I saw who, who posted it. The Sci-Fi Dine-In? Yes. Yeah, that's in Hollywood Studios. I do love that place. It's fun. I tried their their buffalo, I think it was their, their old buffalo chicken nuggets, whatever, and they were so hot. Like, my, my tongue was numb afterwards. Like spicy hot? Yes. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it was just the batch or just the day, but they were ridiculous. It must have been just that batch, because I've never had that problem. Okay, well, well then I'll have to try them again once I go back. Um, let's see, uh, Cheesecake Factory in Myrtle Beach. That's another one. Okay, okay. Um, Abuelos, which is a, a Mexican chain down here in Central Florida. I have heard of this place. Have you been to this place? No. Um, I'm trying to. Okay, so your nearest one is probably at the Loop. Okay. Um, and, and so Abuelos has these. Their their salsa. Just to start off, they have three different types. They've got their their traditional. They've got their super hot and smoky, and then they got something in between, which is like a tomatillo salsa, but it's got um, jalapenos and uh, quite a bit of pineapple flavor into it. So it's it's got a zing, but also very sweet simultaneously. Okay. And I, I usually, whenever I go there, I get their enchiladas. Their ranchera sauce with the enchiladas is most excellent. Yes. So so add that with some carnitas, and it's a it's a good old combination. So I shall go. So whenever I shall you go, go to this place, whenever you go to um, joints like that, what's your go to thing that you order? Whenever I go where now? To like most um, like uh, Mexican type restaurants. Ooh, that's always tough because certain places do certain things better. I'm always a big fan of good of a big old plate of tacos. Okay. And are you a, a like, ground beef, a steak, chicken? What's your protein of choice? Well, I love all of those, so I usually ask what their best one or their favorite one is, and I just go with that. Gotcha. Okay. Because you can't go you can't go wrong with any of those. They're also delicious. Yeah, and you want something. You can't just do a cheese taco because that's kind of like. That's a quesadilla. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's a quesadilla. Um, yeah, I also think like a, a barbecue chicken, like a, or a Korean beef taco is a good one, but that's just a horse of a different color. Still delicious, though. Still delicious. Put it in a tortilla with a tiny bit of cheese and, and some like fancy apple slaw. It's a good old time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Food. Now I'm hungry. Um, so anyways, that's um, just a sampling from that question of where people like to eat while they're traveling on vacation. I love it. Now I have a bunch of places I can go to if I ever go to these locations. Oh, exactly. So to add on to it, what place like immediately speaks to you? Like, like you've been there and you would fly or drive there to just eat there again. Oh, man. Oof. 
I'm very easily pleased with food. So, like, if I ever go back home to Colorado for vacation, ever, I always have to go to Piccolo's. What's a Piccolo's besides the the green dude playing the musical instrument? <laughs> Uh, it's a Mexican and Italian restaurant in okay. Denver, and it's amazing. A Mexican Italian restaurant, and then what? What would be like your your go to thing? You go there, what do you have to have? Well, right when you sit down, you get, you get started with the best chips and salsa ever to exist. Is there there's like also I, like a like very tomatoey? Well, they make it in the house. I don't even ask. I just eat it. It's delicious. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. So good. I've eaten like seven like baskets of those things, and then my meal gets to me. I'm like, ah. So, so what does the meal normally consist of? I know you might not eat it, but what does it normally consist of? Well, I usually go with any number, any one of their pizzas. Their pizzas are so good. Ooh, so... You get a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Oh, yes. Do they have like a famous Mexican pizza sort of thing? Uh, I believe they do. Uh, I'm a simpleton when it comes to my pizza, so I usually get like a pepperoni, pepperoni sausage, something okay. like that. But they're delicious. It was my go-to date spot in high, uh, high school and early college. Nice. <laughs> So that way, like you get like the the onion flavor from the uh, the salsa, and y'all don't mind. <laughs> no, no. If we both got it, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. Like a lot of people talk about like going to Italian restaurants and whatnot. Um, it's it's okay if you both have oniony things or garlicky things, but if one of you does, that's problematic. Yeah, that's the that's where the problems begin to arise. But uh, and uh, when I was in high school, like all of the girls on the girls volleyball team like worked at the Piccolos, and it was the weirdest thing. I'd go in there, they're like, "Hi, Nate." I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and and so th- then it becomes a dangerous situation because um, let's say you were interested in one of them, but there's like nine of them there, and it goes badly. Then all of a sudden, you get a reputation. Well, then I'm out nine chances. So, but uh, but because you're not going to kill I, the restaurant, you're going to go back, obviously. It, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wasn't very smooth in high school. It I, it was not until after high school that I started being able to talk to the fairer sex. <laughs> gotcha. Appropriately, I was awkward as hell in high school. I hadn't figured it out yet. It it, it happens in in high school. I was a a, a bit. Big for my my britches. I've always had a, uh, a a pretty giant personality. <laughs> <laughs> like like one time, um, I I think I was a sophomore, and I asked senior uh, to go to like the homecoming dance. Ooh, and ballsy. and she was like, okay. She's like, but can I also bring my friends? And I'm like, does this mean I got three dates? And she's like. Yeah, and I'm like, right on, let's go. <laughs> Does this mean I have three dates? <laughs> I, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So as a sophomore dude, I was like, hello, 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 how's it going? And it it was chill. Did you have to buy three corsages? Uh, I did, and I was okay with it. Okay. 
Because <laughs> around that time, I was still um, having that sweet Elvis money. Aha. I got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Elvis career started in middle school and, and stopped in the around the end of college. So I was... I had a a small disposable income if I spread it out for special occasions. Right on. And of course, you know, having three dates to a dance was a special occasion. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Um, and and we we danced. It was indeed a time. Um, we had, I think we ate at the Macaroni Grill. Nice. A solid choice. Yeah, um, I think all of us had garlic, so it, it was it was, you know, there there was no worries if that situation were to arise all, in the future. All bases were covered. <laughs> exactly. Everybody loves a little bit of garlic bread. Um, let's see. So for for me, if I were to send anybody in these United States, um, I would send people to Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. Okay. And I would send them to Poseidon's because I've probably talked about this eight times on the show, at least. Um, Hilton Head has the most ridiculous food out there. It's it's delicious. It's southern. A lot of it's usually smothered in barbecue sauce and delicious. This particular meal was, uh, you know, no exception. It was a meatloaf filet. Um it was a meatloaf filet barbecue sandwich. So, of course, they, they chopped up the, the bits that were left over of filets um, into their very own meatloaf, which was coated in their, their house-made barbecue sauce. And then they had caramelized onions with uh, like, like white cheddar cheese, um, all on Texas toast. Mm. Okay. Yep, with a side of homemade um, potato chips. I, Sounds I, delightful. I, I love it, and it was only available for their lunch. It was like their special. So it's not always on their menu. It was their special thing. So if people are ever in the area and they have it on the menu, do that. Otherwise, come back the next day for um, for chicken and waffles because that's also delicious. <laughs> oh, I shall. I am a chicken and waffles kind of guy wherever I go. If it's If it's the number one thing on the menu, I'm going to try it. Yeah, that's, you can't go wrong with that. You that, cannot at all. That that that's my thing. You know, everybody's got to have their thing. And and speaking of things, um, this is normally the time where we have a word from our sponsor. Um, I'm gonna have you and I be our sponsor. So right now, let me do what I normally do. And and here's the little jingo that goes. Did you know with Ryan O? Yeah, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Uh, uh, are you currently wearing a Did You Know with Ryan O shirt? If not, you should be. Why? Because they're fantastic, awesome, and have so many inside jokes that you could share with your friends, including, yes, this is my first rodeo. Or, I watched the Ninja Turtles 3 movie and all I got was this lousy t-shirt, which I had to pay for. Or, just a basic Team Ryan O t-shirt. They're awesome, they're amazing, and they're found on Zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Ryan O. Once again, that's Zazzle, did you know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now to Nate talking about his thing. My thing? 
Yeah, you know, cut the cousin Nate uh, SoundCloud thing. Oh, that thing. Yeah, I was like, you're gonna have to be much more specific. It's not that kind of show. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I have a few uh, playlists and mixes up on uh, my SoundCloud. It's uh, www.soundcloud.com slash cousin Nate. Right on. And now back to our show. Whoa. <laughs> That was most certainly a commercial break. <laughs> and so that's going to lead us into our next subject where we talk about all sorts of ridiculous facts um, that I found on the intrawebs. Dude, I went on a, a fact-finding bender today. You want an excursion? Yes, and Google did not let me down. For example, um, there is a a group of people um, that that apparently don't have armpit odor. Those lucky bastards. I know. Um, <laughs> and it, apparently it's most Korean people don't have armpit odor. Um, at the University of Bristol, they found out that only 0.006% of the Korean population have the ABCC11 gene, which causes, which is the cause of armpit odor. Yeah. Also, most huh. East Asians don't have that gene ever. Um, so, like, the Koreans just have the lowest percentage of it. That's amazing. Also, only 2% of Europeans don't have that gene. So, like, you know, there's there's a lot of other... So, so like, there's the inverse of it. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous to, to think that some people's armpits don't stink. Which means deodorant sales are much lower in that country. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, speaking of ridiculous, we got the original London Bridge is no longer in London. Nate, where do you think they moved the original London Bridge to? Um, California. You're close. <laughs> it is Arizona. Dang it. So close. <laughs> Um, it was taken apart in 1963 be, after being bought by the American oil tycoon Robert P. McCullough. Um, it was shipped to Arizona, and it's put back together piece by piece in Lake Havasu City. Um, yeah, it took about three years and was completed in 1971. So if you're out there, you can find the London Bridge in Arizona. And probably some good well, food, too. Yeah, would you travel all the way out to Arizona just to see that bridge, or would it be like like stop one out of twenty? I, I mean, like I would have to go out there to do other stuff. I, <laughs> but uh, it, if it was like on the way, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the world's largest ball of twine, sort of thing. You wouldn't go just to go, but if it's on your way, you might as well stop. Yeah, I don't see why not. That was one like my favorite episodes of Keenan and Kel. They went on a road trip and um, all sorts of spooky stuff happened. But along the way, um, Kel made them stop at all these weird roadside attractions. Was, I think I remember that one. It, it's ridiculous. I love Keenan and Kel. Some kids these days have never seen Keenan and Kel. They've seen Drake and Josh, or they're young enough where they haven't even seen Drake and Josh. Yeah. 
I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying to think of what would be the older example of Keenan and Kel. Like, what would be the 80s example of Keenan? The 80s ex- example of Keenan and Kel. Yeah, it'd be like a buddy-buddy show. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not Joni Loves Chachi. That, that, that's just... No. That's the first thing that comes to mind. If you're out there and you know what the 80s equivalent is, l- let me know. Just just let me know. It's going to bug me. Um, speaking of things that won't bug me, um, so where do you think the best place in the world to see rainbows would be? Um, somewhere where there's a lot of cool waterfalls. Exactly. So where in these United States do you think that would be? Niagara Falls. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's a lot more uh, westernly and normally has things like that is where it's filmed. Hawaii? Yeah, <laughs> baby. It's Hawaii. Um, apparently in 2021, <laughs> uh, the American Meteorolo- Meteor... Wow, this is a mouthful. Um, Meteorological? Thank you very much. Society noted that the area's <laughs> mountains produce sharp gradients in clouds and rainfall, which are a key to abundant rainbow sightings. So that's the thing, man. I dig it. it it's delightful and charming. And if you want to go there and have... I've, so on my Facebook, I found out that you can take a tour of the filming locations of Jurassic Park in Hawaii. Like for real though? Yeah, man. I want to do it. Yeah. And you, you bet your butt I would be blasting the music the entire time we were there. It'd be a good old time. Cause, cause, oh, it's going to have to go down. Because music just b- brings like a little bit extra to all these events. Hence why you have a profession. <laughs> That's true. And, and, and sometimes music um, brings us to like, like special memories from a good old time. Um, ooh, ooh, I'm sensing a segue. Y- you know, it's, it's what I do best. <laughs> the king of segues put that on a t-shirt. Um, so a while back I had asked you, um, what do you think like like the most memorable albums or like most influential albums to you are? And I think we should go down our list and um you know go back and forth and and talk about some of these most memorable albums to us. How does I'm this? here for it. Yeah. So- sounds good to me. All right. So um we'll we'll start with you since you are the guest. What like what album just like like speaks to you like from your youth or or whatnot are we doing like a top 10 or what are we doing if, if you want to i don't have mine in an order i just have mine on a list okay My, uh, mine are basically just like a list okay so so, so throw me one show, show me you what you got <clears throat> all right uh i'm gonna i'll start off with the the first album i ever bought with my own money okay as uh, Will Smith's Big Willie style. Nice. Ah, oh, that was such a good one. It had um, it had Miami. It had uh-huh. um, Men in Black. Uh, getting, getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy <laughs> with it. 
and, and a few others. Didn't it also have like a weird uh, Jamie Foxx thing in it? Uh, uh, with like an interlude. I yeah. believe so. Yeah, like like in between each one, it was like like some sort of fan or journalist yeah. was asking yeah, Keith, him questions. Keith, be real. Which is ridiculous, but also when you think about it, charming. Um, but when I was younger and wanted to listen to just the music, because I also had that that album, you know, you'd have to skip it in order to get to the songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hated that. <laughs> but but like like. So, like, out of that one, be- besides the ones that we mentioned, are there any other songs that, like, that really, like, you know, were your jam back in the day? Off of that album? Yeah. Ooh. I, I-, I basically rocked that Men in Black the whole time. hmm And, obviously, Miami. Oh, sure. I remember it had just the two of us on there, too. <laughs> that now, whenever I hear, I think of Austin Powers. Of course. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. I love it. Um, the first one that I ever purchased um, was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie soundtrack. That soundtrack kind of slaps. Well, because so you had the main theme, which was done by this rock-tacular orchestra. So you weren't stuck with like a five instrument thing. No, it was a at least forty piece orchestra. Um, then you go into songs like um, "We're in Trouble" and "Are You Ready?" and co- uh oh, we're, we're in trouble. Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you had um like uh, like uh I've got the power and kung fu dancing and. And Dreams from Van Halen. A Van Halen song was on that album. That's weird. But it but it, it oddly worked. It was it was pretty cool. So it had like a nice mix. It was a bunch of uplifting songs and it just it made me smile. I, I listen to it to this day. I mean, the movie hasn't aged that well, but I still love it. Yeah, a uh, good old Ivan Ooze. <laughs> We we could do an entire podcast like an just we could do an episode on that movie alone. Oh God! Oh, there's a freaking Megazord kicks him in the nuts and he. So so what is next on your list? I'm basically uh, mine are in kind of an order. Okay. But I started off with ten. That was well, technically I'll say eleven. I couldn't pick just ten. Sure. That was Will Smith. Then uh, <clears throat> it was a newfound glory, not without a fight. What would be like the single from that one that most people will oh, yeah. recognize? Let's see. Uh, uh, Listen to Your Friends is probably my favorite song on that album. Okay. I've and Reason, Reasons is good. Sure. As well. Uh, you've, you've probably definitely heard Listen to Your Friends, but you might also be thinking My Friends Over You. Yeah. That's their big, 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 big hit from like the early 2000s. Okay. Whenever it has friends in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that one, was was that, all, was that like right, that couldn't have been right after Big Willie style. That would have been like a little bit later on. 
Uh, no, this album came out in 2009. Okay. Gotcha. So that's like post high school, Nate. Yes. Post high school, Nate. And I just, I loved that album. I was always a fan of newfound glory, Mm -hmm. but like, I always liked a bunch of songs off of each album, but I never fully loved a full album of theirs until this one. So I, yeah, that's, that's always the, um, the, the bummer when you, when you don't know, um, if you're going to love the entire album, but you can't just buy bits and pieces because kids back in the day, um, we didn't have any, uh, any t- things that you could just get a single buy. song off of. I had to buy the whole album. Cause until Napster was created and until like you had like your, your windows media and your iTunes and whatnot, you had to go down to the store, get your cassette. I mean, CD, um, <laughs> <laughs> And then listen to the entire thing. And sometimes it was not good. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes you'd be like, oh, no. And you'd find at least one song. You're like, okay. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it, it was a, a grand old time, like with uh, Will Smith's Willennium, which was the album that came out right after Big Willie Style. Um, yeah, uh, that almost ousted Big Willie style, but I had to go with Big Willie style. Well, well, of course. Uh, it also had like a La Fiesta. Um, let's see, we got like Who Am I? We, we it even came out with um, Can You Feel Me? Wild Wild West. Um, Ooh, wow Wow, Wiki Wow. The, the Rain. Uh, what else? Will Two K. Um, it's here and I like it. Boom boom ba dum boom boom. I liked Willennium. <laughs> Rock the Casbah with uh with with freaking it, and um yeah it had some it had some pretty cool songs. So you you always hope that when you buy an album, at least at least half are good. <laughs> and and that one was definitely on there. Uh, so what you got next on your list? Uh, my next one is Fort Minor, The Rising Tide. I don't know any of these words. You know Fort Minor. I, not off the top of my head. You know Mike Shinoda. Uh, I might not. The Fort. dude who raps in Lincoln Park. Ah, thank you very much. Yes, yes I do. This is his solo album titled Fort Minor. Well, it's not technically solo. He was him and Styles of Beyond, like this uh, underground West Coast rap group but basically just mike shinoda okay but those, those guys are on a lot of the songs where was were they also doing like so i'm looking it up right now and here it says you got remember the name uh-huh we all know that one yeah so that that's the big one from gridiron gang the remake yep. of the karate kid uh and smurfs too. 20 percent skill <laughs> Yeah, the the whole album is great. I love it. Came out in 2005. Yeah, we got Remember the Name, Believe Me, and Petrified were like the big ones from that one. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved Where Do You Go. Okay. Because it uh, had this girl. Uh, her name was Holly Brooke. Okay. Who later, her later went on to become... 
Skylar Gray, who's a very big artist now. She just changed her name and her whole look. She's now Skylar Gray. And from but this her, image, she's got like an entire sleeve of ridiculousness. Yeah, and she's done a bunch of songs with like Eminem. She's she's like really big now. Okay. Nice. Uh, I also got like right here. We got um, S C O M dollar get it spray paint ink pens. Um, and we got spray. Oh, that's off. That's off their uh, uh mixtape. Uh, we major. And the then Fort we, Minor mixtape. It got performed by Ghostface Killer. Uh huh. Ghostface is on uh spray paint and ink pens along with Lupe Fiasco. Okay. <laughs> I love Lupe, it. Lupe. Lupe. Bay is amazing. Uh, one of his albums almost made my list. Nice. We got on here, like he says, Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor. Yep. This is his debut, debut album. Um, his actual uh, he, name is Wasalu Muhammad Jaco. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the best song off Food and Liquor is called Kick Push. It's just about a, a kid on his skateboard. <laughs> nice. Uh, but I love the album The Cool by Lupe. Okay. That's a good album. So that's an honorable mention on Nate's list. Yeah. But uh, S-C-O-M, do you know what S-C-O-M stands for? I do not. Sweet Child of Mine. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that makes they, sense. Uh, they sampled the beat from that and rap over it, and it's amazing. Uh-uh. And that's kind of what uh, what Will Smith did with his Rock the Casbah Thank you, uh-huh. Millennium. This is a little bit better. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm going to write it, that it, down it, right it. now and probably play it the moment we're done with this episode. It's good stuff. Let, let's see. Um, I think that was you. Um, so so on my list, the next thing I got is uh, Michael Jackson's History album. Ooh. It was basically his greatest hits. Well, the, the first disc was. And then the second disc was a whole bunch of new stuff. So that's where Scream came out with uh, with Janet. Good old Michael okay. Jackson's history. Yeah, and so that kind of like sparked my uh, my interest because I was that was like the third or fourth album that I purchased with my own money. Okay. Okay. And, and it was it was spawned from watching Rush Hour Two because I had Don't Stop to Get Enough stuck in my head forever and i wanted an album that had it on there and that was the first thing that showed up plus i could get another 20 songs of michael stuff <laughs> michael jackson history yeah it, it was it was a good old time um i can't even find i can't find any songs specifically from it but if i were here we go. Discography, history, past, present, and future. There we go. Um, scrolling down. The first one had like Billie Jean, The Way You Make Me Feel, Black or White, Rock With You, Out of My Life, um, Bad, Just Can't Ooh. Stop Loving You, Man in the Mirror, Thriller, Beat It, Girl Is Mine, Remember the Time, Don't Stop To Get Enough, Want to Be Starting Something, and Heal the World. That was the first. Um, that was just... On the first one. There's too many bops. There's too many. And then the second one had a, like, Scream, They Don't Care About Us, This Time Around, The Earth Song, Come Together, 
you were not alone because you know uh, that was the time. Um, uh, childhood, too bad, and little Susie, and a few other songs. Yeah, so, so that's where a lot of that stuff came about. I love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I, I like all of these guys. I still listen to it. Like three feet from me, I have a giant thing of uh, of just discs. It's it's one of those. So so kids, back in the day, we had to put take out the discs from the cases and put them into a book that you could easily store underneath your car seat. All right. So I have like a few of those to the right of me. And that's in the first page. Uh so yeah, that's that's my my MJ on my list. Okay, okay. You got any MJ on your list? I don't have any MJ on my list because, like, I love MJ, mm-hmm. like, deeply. But I was just, I was picking albums. Like, most of the albums that I picked were, all came in, like, certain times of my life where I needed a certain kind of music, and these guys just did it for me. Sure. So what would be the, the next one on that list that, like, really did it for you? Uh, the next one, ironically enough, is Saliva Back Into Your System. Okay. So that's a little callback to our uh, earlier conversation. Uh, yeah, me and my uh, friends, because we used to carpool to college, it would take like 35 minutes to drive out to where we had to be. Mm-hmm. And we were, and I had, I didn't have like an MB3 player. We couldn't like, just pick random songs and this album was in a lot it was good driving and chilling music Mm -hmm. and you know it it just like i whenever i hear one of the songs it just takes me right back to those first couple years of college and it was a good time Mm. i i love that just like something that you could just hear close your eyes and you're you're back in your vehicle with your buds about 15 years ago yeah and uh, the same thing uh with uh, the last album, I said uh, Fort Minor. Mm-hmm. Oh, back in Colorado, I can't really do it in Florida that much. But whenever it became like winter, like me and my friends would be like, you know, it's Fort Minor time. There's something about it. Maybe it's every single music video he filmed in like a parka, and it's obviously like winter in Detroit or something. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, <laughs> it's like we just associate it with winter. So whenever it's winter, we're like Fort Minor time. Nice. And it came, it came out in November 22nd, 2005. Sure, so, so it's right like, around Thanksgiving time. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, bringing back memories on my list, we got the the Spider-Man soundtrack. Classic. Uh, but you feel you feeling vindicated? I I am feeling vindicated. Um the Spider-Man soundtrack um of course came out uh way way back in in the day. And um, and it came out. Dash- from- yeah, some dashboard. Little dashboard confessional. <laughs> Trying to think of Spider-Man soundtrack. Uh, if I look up what's on there, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man. It's not on there. Um. So here we go. Yeah. So that had Hero, the the song we we're talking about. We had some Sum Forty One, some Black Lab 
learn to crawl. So that song, being a kid in in high school, like not being able to, you know, trying to figure out, do I fit in with this group? Do I not fit in with this group? Am I going to be leaving these people? Like eventually, like figuring out what's out. Um, but but like that was even before high school. That was like middle school for me. So that that's where it is. It was trying to figure out, am I going to fit in as a young lad? Or am I going to just like, you know, you know, grow up, learn to crawl and move on. So like that was like the big song on there. And so me and my buddy would like bond over this because it's it's Spider-Man because who who doesn't, you know, like them Spider-Man's Speedermans. A little Speederman? Little Speederman. Uh got the the, the strokes, the hives. I I'm a big fan of soundtracks if people haven't gathered from this list. And Hey man, that's all right. And this was definitely one of them. So like being able to just chill with these jams came out at the perfect time for me. Love yeah. it. Even some Alien Amp Farm. So so what you got next on your list? I love Alien Amp Farm. <laughs> uh, the next one on my list is uh, A Beautiful Lie by 30 Seconds to Mars. Okay. Beautiful Lie. And so, like, I love this because you're um, tell, t- telling me about a whole bunch of bands that I might not have heard in the past, like, 15 years. And I love it. I mean, 30 Seconds to Mars is still doing stuff because Jared Leto doesn't age, but... Yeah. Nice. Beautiful Lie came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. I, I remember... Uh, before going to work at the movie theater, I saw the music video for The Kill, mm-hmm. where it's basically The Shining. It is the the Bates Motel is like the whole set of the thing, and like he's being haunted. Some crazy crap is happening. Nice. And then, uh, then the the best music video on this whole album was from Yesterday. Okay. They had like a a twenty minute music video or something where. There's like samurai and stuff, and Jared Leto is a samurai and doing cool stuff because he's Jared Leto. Sure. <laughs> Little pretty man with his samurai sword. Why not? Yeah. And he always he directed all of the music videos under a pseudonym mm-hmm. called Bartholomew Cubbins. <laughs> okay. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> whatever works for you, man. You you do you creativity for creativity. I get it. Yeah, whatever. Even the name is ridiculous. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, so if we go in the way, way, way back machine, um, I had a little um I had a little cassette player that I would take with me um like around kindergarten um to like like daycare because you know parents work. Um and so that little cassette player had the, the album um Fly Like an Eagle. From okay. yep, Space Jam. No, this is earlier than that. Like the original <laughs> Fly oh, Like the original. an Eagle. Yeah, yeah. The original Fly Like an Eagle from the Steve Miller Band had all of their really good stuff. Like Take the Money and Run and and Rockin' Me. It was almost like a, a greatest hits because the cassette had twelve songs. It had You Send Me, Mercury Blues. Um, dance, 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 all these ridiculous songs. And 
it, it was nice to just have some bit of like my parents past uh, with my present because they were always listening to it. And then right around that same time, Fly Like an Eagle did happen with the Space Jam. So it kind of bled into that kind of like a, well, if I can't have this, maybe I can have this because they already had the cassette player. Um, so, so yeah, so that was me listening to some Fly Like an Eagle with, with the, the OG Fly Like an Eagle. Nice. Did you have the Space Jam album? Uh, of course I did. <laughs> of course. Was it Salt and Pepper on that album? I believe so. I also had the Mortal Kombat album. Oh, same. Finish him. Test. Test your might. <laughs> Back when they would just try to sample stuff and then create loops out of all sorts of like acid-like songs. It was ridiculous. So what else you got on on your list, senor? My next one is Jay-Z and Linkin Park's Collision Course that came out in 2004. Okay. It's another one I haven't heard of. Oh, you didn't hear their... Their uh, collaboration of a album, they did six songs where they blended Linkin Park and Jay Z's songs together, no. and like re-recorded parts of it. And it's oh, it's so good. But I'm about to see. Like I'm writing this all down. Luckily, I have it recorded um, because I'm taking your list and I'm gonna make a little playlist of things I'm gonna listen to for the next week. Like uh, the numb encore is the ultimate song off this album it was the theme for the miami vice movie that came out in like 2005 nice it's amazing my favorite song on the album is the sixth track it's the final track on the album this uh points of authority 99 problems and one step closer into one giant awesome song that sounds ridiculous and i need it simultaneously all all the songs are freaking awesome <laughs> And I bet none of them were are, are jams you could play um, at a at a gig in the near future. You, you would be correct. Not 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 a gig at where I currently re- reside. No. Sure. <laughs> but if you could, would you? Oh, I would. Oh, one hundred percent. I would play Nam Encore every set. Nice. <laughs> well, it's if, so good. If if I hire you, I, I'd let you put that on there at least twice oh thanks yeah man <laughs> um uh, uh, next on my ridiculous list um i was still trying to find my musical niche and figure out what i liked back when i was a middle schooler and i uh, discovered the master of puppets from metallica <laughs> oh dang yeah <laughs> that's where my, my dark taste in music started um so that's that's about as dark as it gets for me. Some Black Sabbath, some Slaughter, Slayer. It, it it gets a bit dark around that era, but finding Master of Puppets number one, it, it was on sale, so I could actually afford it. Uh, this was pre Elvis money. Gotcha. Um, but just some of the songs on there, like like Battery and Orion, and of course the Master of Puppets. Um, it it, it was hardcore, and it allowed me. Uh, a young angsty kid and to get a tiny bit of the angst out. 
Okay, okay. So that was my uh, blend into Metallica. To this day, I, I still enjoy um, some Metallica. St. Anger was a bit rough, but still, it's a good no, old time. No one likes St. Anger. It sounds like it was recorded in a garage. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's like, 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 I like Metallica. Can we just forget that ever happened? <laughs> what if we sound like we made all of our instruments out of actual metal on this album? Uh, yeah, if I could never hear a song from that album again, I'd be a happy guy. But I could play Master of Puppets over and over again because that's a that's a good old time. That's a classic album. Master of Puppets are pulling your string. I even had the MIDI track of that back when those came out. Nice. And of course, the it was so metal. Like looking at it, um, just the album. It just had a row of crosses and some like reds and blacks and oranges in the background. So that's, you know, them being them in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Trash metal. Yeah, man. So what you got next on your list? All right. My next one is the probably the it's the most in, uh, recent album on the entire list. It is uh, Ninja Sex Party's Cool Patrol. Okay. Just because, like, like I, I've always been a fan of these guys. It's a, they're a fun little comedy group. He's all, they've always had a lot of talent, but on this album, they got a budget. Okay. And, like, they were able to do all the things they always wanted to do musically, and they didn't have to pull any punches and plus like there's actually a couple songs that are oddly adorable mm-hmm. like uh danny don't you know has uh finn wolfhart in the video okay from stranger, from stranger things he's playing a young danny sure and the whole song is basically about like it, it, everyone feels weird from time to time you just got to find the people that share your weirdness and try and build off of that and he talk at the end of the song. It talks like this song is for all the nerds everywhere. And I was like, oh, these guys are not so bad. Th- that, that is basically the entire motto of this podcast. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So I felt it played. I love. And they it. also have they uh, Sam, my fiance's uh, favorite song on the album is Heart Boner. Okay. Uh, because Boner. it's it it's a love ballad, but all of the jokes about love are. Boner jokes, basically. Nice. He says, I'm going to blast a load of feelings onto you. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like, what the... F-? Oh, boy. But And there's, like, Disney animation in the video. It's, it's like, hilarious. Yeah, that, that sounds like it'd be a grand old time. Uh, dude, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get over the innuendos. <laughs> No, no, that's the whole song. Okay. Wow. Hold on. Hold on, I gotta see. Yeah, we, we definitely can't Pardon. play it on this podcast, but... Oh, heavens, no. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to read my own handwriting to figure out what this next one on my list is. Oh, that's never what you want. Uh-uh. So I'll have to get back to it eventually. Oh, yeah. See, listen to this. The first verse of the song 
He goes, when I first looked into your eyes, you were more than just a beauty to me. All my senses shot straight up. I was rock hard emotionally. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Well, kids, that's story time for you. <laughs> so I'm going to save us from that into talking about our next one, which is a Songs in the Key of Life by, ah! by the good old Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, Songs in the Key of Life is another old one that had a, that came out a long 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 time ago, but you know, back in the 70s. Um but it had I Wish, Sir Duke, um Isn't She Lovely, Knocks Me Off My Feet. It it, it had a whole bunch of ones, but definitely it's the the I Wish and Sir Duke. Those are the two that that I really loved off of that album. Yes, Superstition's a great song, but um, I Wish is what Wild Wild West sampled in order to get their, their groove. I remember the MTV Movie Awards, or was it Music Awards, when that came, when they were doing their thing, and Stevie was on stage, and they left Stevie on stage. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they leave, and he's still there doing his thing. Um, But yeah, so that was one that like my my dad introduced me to so being able to 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 share share that music with with my family was a was a good was a cool old time so that's some uh songs in the key of life uh so what you got next mr nate uh my next one is uh stained 14 shades of gray okay uh this album came out a week after I graduated high school and two days before my birthday. Nice. And uh, this this album, like, I rocked that whole summer. And th this was the first, like, summer mm -hmm. that I had money to buy all the music I always wanted to buy. And this was the first album I bought. Nice. Like, I... I just like made it rain all that graduation money, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm gonna get it, this and then this, but first I'm gonna get this album because I need it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I bought so much stuff and it felt like the money never went away. Like I just I and that summer like never ended. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just that, that summer. I think everybody has that one summer that just felt like it went on for six years. <laughs> My summers did go on for six years. <laughs> that that was Elvis time soon. That was Elvis time. But yeah, I loved this album. Nice. Some stained. So what was like like the big song on that album? Uh there was uh So Far Away. Okay. Now that we're here, so far away. away. It was the one where he's uh talking about how grateful he is for the awesome life that he lives. Sure. And uh, my favorite song on the album was How About You. Okay. Personal. Looking here, How About You. That was the second one on the album, apparently. Uh-huh. Came right after Price to Play. Oh, that song's, that song's the most badass song on the album. <laughs> apparently the, the album, let's see. Um, it Four of the songs that debuted at number, debuted at number one 
um, with 220,000 copies in uh, 2003. Oh, yeah. No, these guys were, like, huge for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. This came out right after their Break the Cycle album. Yeah, that's the one that has all the good stuff that you all know. Like uh, Fade, has been a while for you outside. It's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, you think of Stain, and that's like the first song you think of. Yep. Nice. So that is some stained. I, I was finally able to read my own chicken scratch. Oh, that's good. And I, and it's a kind of blue by Miles Davis. Oh. <laughs> yes. Because what did you think it said? Um, to me, I thought it said makeshift, makeshift king of bleh. Really, I don't know that one. I do not know what makeshift king of bleh is, but Miles Davis kind of blue. I do know what that one is. Um, because I was a big jazz. Um, cat back in the day, I still am. Um, saxophone was my instrument of choice, and um, some of the songs on the album, if you've heard it, if people out there have listened to it, they know they're they're nice and smooth and absolutely classic. And um, like if you want a nice Sunday jazz, like Sunday morning, like chill, filling album, that's the one. Just wake up, sip some beverage. Have some pancakes and boom, enjoy your day. Can't go wrong with little Miles Davis. Mm-mm. Whenever I hear Miles Davis, though, I can't help but think of the the quote. Um, what's what's the from Billy Madison? Oh, we're like like peeing your pants. Like everybody's cool because they peed his pants. I'm cool too. And then the 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 old lady from where they're at at the field trip was like. If peeing your pants is cool, then I'm Miles Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got that connotation to think of whenever I think of the words. So, please help me segue out of that by telling us about your next album. <laughs> My next album is Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Yellow Card. That's a good one. That's actually one that I've heard of. <laughs> I this album, like I love all of Yellow Card's catalog, mm-hmm. but this is their most iconic one by yeah. far. Yeah, because like you get this one, you get like um, only one walk away and Ocean Avenue and a few others. It starts off with Way Away, and that's one of their biggest hits. Yep, Way Away, and followed by Breathing, apparently. Yeah, and I bought this album that summer that I was telling you about because it came out during that summer. It, it it did indeed, like two months later. So for like your birthday, you're like, yo, Stained. And then like a few months later, it's like, hey, we know you've listened to this album a thousand times. So, so how about some Yellow Card instead? I was like, cool beans. And I also, at uh, Young and the Hopeless, uh, Good Charlotte. Mm-hmm. That, that album, I think, came out around that time. Maybe 2002, 2001. I bought that album that year. It it, it did. It came out in 2002. Yeah. So I, I, just, I was just, ah, all of this kind of music was just flooding my eardrums, and I loved it. So if we were to, like, get to, like, to the, the quintessential, like, these are Nate's jams, 
from like 2001 to 2004. Like that seems like the Nate years from this list. Well, yeah, uh, like those are like the most formative music years. Of course. Uh, like I, I, I keep uh, adding to my catalog, but mm-hmm. these are the most impactful albums to me. Yeah, because back then when we didn't have this this uh, this magical library of tunes, you, you had to like choose something that you that like spoke to you, like like it was basically meaningful that you had to spend your own money on as a kid, and like that was the thing that like like kept you going for a while as a youngster. I, I, and and, it, and there's like tons of hip hop albums that like I wanted to put on this list. Mm-hmm. It's like I just don't have enough room. We'll have to do a a secondary list in the future. We will have to. Um, so along those same lines, um, coming out came out the my senior year of of high school. John Mayer's Continuum came out. Okay. Uh, that one had a whole bunch of of fancy um, songs in it, starting off with "Waiting on the World to Change." Uh, and, and gravity, dreaming with a broken heart, and a stop this train, and, and it even had say on it with uh, vultures. There were like so many good John Mayer songs, but this was the first um, John Mayer album that I purchased, and like like those songs were really cool. Um, you know, being a dude about to graduate, and you know, like it's John Mayer, so I'm like. You know, doing doing my thing, and it's very cool and, and relaxing, and and yeah, some cool lyrics, and and, and so those ones were were some great ones. Um, but since then, I now own the entire discography of John Mayer. Hey man, ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh-uh, we saw him in concert not too long ago. Um, well, by that I mean like. Two, two or three years ago. I guess it is long ago. Two or three years ago. <laughs> what is time? What What is time? Baby, don't hurt me. Oh, I think that's love. Um, <laughs> what's love got to do with it? So, yeah. So, yeah, so John Mayer. I am a big fan um, of the Mayer Man. He is one of the best guitarists of our time. The Mayer Man. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we're coming up on possibly the the last item on your list, possibly if I'm doing my math have, correctly. You got two more. Uh, I had two more because remember I couldn't keep it to ten. I had eleven. That's right, your <laughs> honorable mention. So, so what else you got? Uh, this one is a uh, hybrid theory by Lincoln Park. Oh, of course, uh, Lincoln Park. Ooh. Rachel is a big fan of Lincoln Park. Oh, I, I love Lincoln Park. Hybrid Theory, the EP from Linkin Park, which has like so many. Yeah, um, you just, you're like this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. That's all good. One step closer in the end, crawling, paper cut. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, like right now, I just want to start singing in the end because it doesn't even matter. And speaking of that summer. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, came out in March of 2003, Meteora. <laughs> so I was listening to that that summer, too. Uh-huh. I was like, I was spoiled. Yeah, man. <laughs> with, 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 some, with some good old good old rock music. Mm-hmm. 
So was Mm-mm. it was the Meteora the next one on your list? No. Okay. Um. So the last item on my list we got is a dance think by My Dear Disco. So remember a long time ago when I was talking about listening to songs from like the college radio rock station? Yeah. So this one, a My Dear Disco, was one of these bands that, to describe their sound, um, you, you take a bit of like Billie Holiday, a bit of Michael Jackson, a bit of The Muse, a bit of Killers, and you mix uh, all that stuff together into just even some Ella Fitzgerald. It's a musical combination of delight. And they even did a, a version of... It's, what's it called? Um, uh, Stevie Wonder's... Oh, jeez. I'll have to get to it. My Dear Disco Dance Think. Because my brain is now turning into mush. My Dear Disco Dance Think. We got um, For Your Love. No, All I Do. His All I Do Is Think About You. But they made it into like a little more funky rock version of it. And that that like helped me... Um, bridge out my musical interests in the early college days and inspired a lot of what people hear um, in my old YouTube channel back in the days. So that's um, My Dear Disco, which became Ella Riot, which is no longer a thing, but those albums are relics and delightful simultaneously. So yeah, I love it. Uh, so, so what you got as your last, um, album of the evening, sir? My last album. And it was hard to pick just one album from these guys, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to litter their, them throughout my list. So I went with results may vary by Limp Bizkit. Oh, of course. So like (laughs) I was waiting for Limp Bizkit to show up on this. Yeah. I I kept you waiting. Yeah. (laughs) you, You saved it. You saved it because I would say most of our musical stories about fun times you've had are about Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I I can't really explain or really like. I feel like their music got me through a lot of times in my life, and like I I, I didn't necessarily relate, but I was able to just like put myself in a better mental state because mm-hmm. of their music. And this album was, uh, they released a special on MTV. It was like making the album with Limp Biscuit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they made this album in like four weeks because they had a completed album. And then Fred decided he wanted to re-record because he didn't like it. And this was the album that uh, Wes Borland, the guitarist who like paints himself and stuff, wasn't on this album. Yeah, he had left. Huh. And like, uh, this is the like the most straightforward rock album that Limp Bizkit has. Like, it wasn't a uh, new metal or alter- alternative. It was just like a straight up rock album. And Fred was like getting a lot of stuff out. I feel, and I I, I related, and I loved it, and I still do. And I, I asked him about this album when I uh, met him a few years ago. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was working some shit out. And I was just like, you know, I got that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that that you could just feel what was happening with the lyrics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I dig it. 
So that one, and that one is the, also the album that I was able to like. A lot of my friends were like, I don't know, man, Limp Bizkit, I hear they kind of suck. And I played them this album. They're like, you know, these guys aren't half bad. I was like, I kind of like them. And then I got them into Limp Bizkit through this album. Sure, it's a gateway album. Uh huh. You always wish you could have a gateway album for a band that you like and be like, hey, listen to these guys. This basically sums up what you're going to hear, and from here on out, it's going to be pretty great. Yeah. That's what what John Mayer's continuum was, because it was right in his mid-career, and from there on out, he kind of experimented a bit. Oh, and uh, look at this. Uh, Here it is. It says, recorded from May to June in 2003, and it was released September 23rd, 2003. That was quick. That's impressively quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for them to get that many or ship it out, um, sell it, yeah, nice. So, yeah. so Limp Biscuit um, rounds out Nate's list of musical craziness. Sure does. I, I dig it. Like, like if we do another list, I'll have to add some ridiculous stuff from like George Michael. <laughs> And some t- and some Tupac, man. Like if we were to just press shuffle on our library and and see what's up, like our personal library, not our work library, because if we were to do like work library, it'd be Elvis, 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 Elvis for me. <laughs> but like shuffle hey, on our personal library, that'd be an episode. I just wish I could play bits from these for these people to 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 enjoy um but but i guess like if you guys have heard anything that you might be interested in um from from any of our stuff feel free to check it out i'm sure you can find some stuff on on spotify's or the pandora's or a quick youtube search nowadays mm-hmm. so, so that's what's up so you and i have chatted about our uh, our musical um, interests for quite some while, so quite some time now. So I think now is a, a grand old time to to wrap up this fantastic episode. Because knowing you and I, we could talk another hour and a half about music. It's it's very true. Um, so as we normally um, end every episode, we have our guest um, come up with a question of the week which would be something that you, the listeners, could respond to on many forms of our social media. So, Nate, what do you think, uh, what would you like to ask the people this week? Ooh, let's see. What is one bucket list item that you want to check off your list in 2021? Nice. One. What is a bucket list? What is one item that you want to... Check off of your bucket list in 2021. I dig it. You I do. dig it. Uh, so you can answer that question or any other. You can ask us a good question. You can participate in multiple conversations by checking us out on Facebook, Did You Know with Ryano, Twitter at Did You Know Ryano, or you can shoot us an email, Did You Know Ryano at gmail.com. Nate, where can they find your um, SoundCloud link again? All right, give me one sec. I got to make sure I get it right. Sure. You know, I can't be giving around, giving out not so correct 
SoundCloud information. We want to make sure that people find the right you, not some other cousin Nate, but the cousin Nate. Yeah, just 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 me. So people can find you on cousin underscore Nate on the SoundCloud. Cousin underscore Nate. I dig it. Well, thank you once again for joining us on this awesome episode, sir. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have you back in a few months for us to talk about some more ridiculous stuff. Maybe some terrible movies. Ooh, there's plenty of those. There are indeed. Uh, so for those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Rhino, folks, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Dude.